0: It's Tammy Lawrence of here. Welcome to the I'm Still Here messages from the other side podcast. This is a group that no one wants to join. But unfortunately, we will all be in this club at some point in our lives. We discuss the grief journey and receiving messages from the other side. When our loved ones let us know that they are still close. Together, we will learn to navigate to the other side of grief while still being here. Hello, everyone. Today we are speaking with executive film and music producer Steve Machat, who has worked with the likes of Genesis, Phil Collins, Phil Spector, Leonard Cohen, and many more. Steve has a rich history, which he'll discuss with us as we get started here. His latest book, we've got to get out of this place is a culmination of over five decades of research and exploring humanity, religion, and philosophy.
1: Hey, Steve. And how are you? And hello, audience.
0: I'm good. How are you today?
1: I'm good. I'm good. good. It's a nice, sunny day. It's August 12th.
0: Yeah. Very good. Yeah, we won't hear this interview until October, but we're recording it now. We're getting it all ready for the fall season.
1: And no problem. October is my birth month. I'm a Libra.
0: Oh, oh nice. So hello, Le- hello, people in Libra. We're
1: yeah. <laughs> now listening to what I recorded in the age of Leo, right?
0: (laughs) That's right. Before we got started, I was explaining to Steve that we had an interview that was planned back in May, and Steve was traveling at the time. So he wasn't able to uh, talk to us at that point. So we, we rebooked on July the 22nd. And why that's significant is because I had listened to a podcast that Steve had done about talking about Leonard Cohen and about the fact that his song Hallelujah had nothing to do with what the intention was or what he thought that uh, what the world might have interpreted that song as. And funny enough, on July the 22nd Yahoo News put out an article about this exact same thing, saying that Leonard Cohen's song Hallelujah had nothing to do with what everybody had thought it was. And it was the same day that uh, Steve had contacted me so I thought, isn't that a kind of a funny coincidence, if you will, that Steve had actually had a very close relationship with Leonard Cohen. And this is the same day that the Yahoo had put out this interview. Yeah, all true. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All true. I mean, if we close our eyes and just remote view or we astro travel, you could pull in his energy. He's here to share it with.
0: Right. Exactly. And I
1: do believe in what I just said to you. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's basically the story that you're gonna get out of me. I said, talk to the viewers. You live inside a body and you're raised to believe the body is all you are. But inside your body is a consciousness that came from the beyond. And when you fall into the body, your body is dictated and run by your DNA. And your DNA shuts off your ability to communicate with the beyond because your brain lives in a computer set world where all you do is worry about your bottom three chakras. The bottom three chakras are the ones that every form of life has here. You must eat, you must sleep to some sorts, and you must give back what you ate and you don't need. So society of beings, B-E-I-N-G-S, can then use what you didn't need. It's as simple as when you breathe. You breathe in the the air and you breathe it out as carbon. The plants get that carbon and they give it back to you as air. It's the relationship, it's the yin-yang. And all we're doing right here is we're gonna go share yin and yang. But if you learn how to shut your mind down, which you as a yoga teacher understand when you meditate, instead of staying in that space and your mind has a default mechanism, what your mind will do to you immediately as you start leaving and you start going to the beyond, And they call it the third eye. It's not a third eye. It's a portal to get out of your mind. And when you get out of your mind and you go to the higher you, that's not locked inside. I call it the supreme being's gift. We are all from the supreme being. And I'm just finishing this so that we could go. But anyway, once you get there, you could go see everything that you're supposed to see. Living as as an essence, as a being outside your body. Inside your body, you got a gift. You got a toy. Your body's your car and you got to learn how to live with it. You got to learn how to use it. You got to learn how to protect it. And your mind will make you go back in there because anyone that meditates knows this to be true. All of a sudden you're worried about some nonsense. It's the fear that's built into our machines. My friends were a computer and I'm honored to talk to all of you because if I could do one thing, if I could only make you blink and go, what is he talking about? That one moment in time where time will now stand still, you'll start seeing all the potentials of who and what you really are and why you're here living now. And it's called the present. It's your gift. And I give it all to you. Go. Ask me whatever we can share. And thank you
0: oh no thank you for explaining that i think that a lot of people live or i believe that the lower three chakras as you were saying i think the majority of people just live their whole lives in those three chakras and they never take that leap up to the upper triangle we call it when we're working from heart center space and beyond when we work into the upper chakras
1: i agree with you you're not taught to you're taught you came here to be a servant or a slave to the energies that exist and then You're dead, and where do you go when you're dead? Well, if you behave, you'll go talk to Peter at the gates, the pearly gates of heaven, right? And then (laughs) what? And everyone looks at me and they say to me, because I've lectured on this book all over, it was voted the best book written on, uh, by people who know it, intellects. It was best book written on the afterlife that they came across. And basically all I'm doing is sharing with you what everyone who has written and studied as a way of life, including the tibetans and you know what the, what the priests do in the Vatican, the cardinals, they do nothing except figure out how to keep you in their system. Well, there is no system, there's systems, and we're all systems. And if we're a thought, there is no limitation of thoughts, there's no boundaries, but in a body, you're a b. And then what did our bodies do? We created these apps, which are A-B, and all of a sudden. Great. I'm living in 2022. Honey, where should we go eat tonight? Well, why don't we ask the computer? And all of a sudden the computer's choosing what you eat. Honey, what music would you like to make love to tonight? Well, let's ask Spotify. Spotify knows what we like. You know, it's we live and we're told what to do by computers and we're not smart enough to understand it. We don't have any dialect with anyone. We hate everyone that doesn't think like we do. We believe we're the only way to think and we're not. And I've lived my whole life in a 360 degree view, never being bogged down by the ownership of anything at one o'clock, two o'clock or whatever we seem to do. And all I want to do is get you into the time clock of existence where there is no space and there is no time. It's all in your thought. And then we go do what we need to
0: do. What started you on this path, Steve?
1: I came here on the path.
0: You came here on the path.
1: I, I didn't believe a word anyone told me. When they told me Christopher Columbus discovered America, I was like, I'm done. When I was in seventh grade, you know, like Canada, right? <laughs> like, well, why is Canada British? You know, it's like a, a time And why didn't Canada join the United States? instead of fighting us in the war of 1812. You know, and in 1867, why didn't we make that deal where we would acquire you like we did Alaska? You know, I could go on and on, but so anyway, I'm sitting in these schools of vocational thoughts and I'm being taught that Balboa, Balboa, right? Who's he? Well, he's the Spanish conquistador on the behalf of the Vatican that came to kill everyone that was alive that didn't want to be converted to Christianity under the Vatican's rules you know, of their version of Christ, right, the supreme being. So anyway, they told me Balboa discovered the Pacific Ocean. And I'm hearing energies in my head saying they're lying to you. And I I said to the teacher, I said, can you explain something to me? They go, what? I said, how did he get to the Pacific Ocean? Once on land, you know, because he came in from the Caribbean, as the fable goes. And they said, well, the natives took him. I said, well, were the natives blind? And The teacher looks at me, now the class is catching on real quick to what I said. He said, why would you say they were blind? I said, well, didn't the natives know that there was an ocean there? And why is Balboa? So we all believe in the Catholic interpretation of how America was made. You know, it's like, there's something wrong with what you're teaching me, teach. I got thrown out of class. But anyway, for being (laughs) being a disruptive personality. But I, I never understood any of it. How about... So now England goes to war in France. So now we got a war, it's called the seven years war where we live. And it was really one of the first world wars. It was, you know, they were fighting over which religion would be dominant. So England beats France and England gets Canada, which is not one of the original 13 colonies of of what they call North America. The British rule, that was French rule. So now, all of a sudden, King George III decides his parliament needs to tax the people of the colonies because they've taken over Canada. No one will teach this to you. What happened was the people living in what we call the New England, right? Where did that word come from? Well, they're the New England. Well, when did it start populating? Well, it started populating when King Charles II threw all the Puritans of Oliver Cromwell out of the nation for killing Humpty Dumpty, who had this great fall, which was King Charles I. He threw them all out. And Oliver Cromwell, to make sure the Catholics got out of his nation, started killing them. So there you got the Puritans and the Catholics. Well, the Puritans were running New England, and they hated the Catholics anyway. And France running Canada were Catholics. So now all of a sudden, the British were taxing the colonies of Puritans who helped Oliver Cromwell kill the Catholics. And the Puritans were like, we're not paying for that. We don't care if they're our country. No, 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 no way. And the French were now part of England there. And now all of a sudden you had a war because the United Colonies of Puritan, even though the South were Catholics, I mean, the state marries land. It was the Catholic place that you could live in in America. So now all of a sudden, the, the northern colonies, which were the Puritans, they refused to pay the tax. They were not going to support the Catholics. And there's your true story of the American history. And I share that with you so your listeners and you, you're smiling, can understand. I just don't believe anything that becomes one point of view. You know, it's not a baseball game. Were you watching the game and the guy's either safe or he's out. Okay. But, you know, if you and I were analyzing, well, why was he out? <laughs> you know, there's going to be different views. You right. know, it's like, okay. And anyway, what I'm sharing is I just, all of a sudden we hate each other. You ever ask yourself why Vermont was not one of the 13 colonies? No. <laughs> it was a Catholic colony. And it was this, it was a nation. Vermont was a nation that then ask permission to join the United colonies called the United States. But anyway, keep asking me questions. I'm gonna stay on your path. It's your show, <laughs> listeners, whatever.
0: <laughs> no, that's if, you
1: want, if you want more of my thought process, it's in all my books.
0: Very good, yeah, that's excellent. So speaking of your book, we've got to get out of this place. Uh, you ask five, five questions. Who are we? Who are you? Who am I? Why are we here? And where do we go after we're released from the physical body? So maybe we could answer one of those questions. You pick which one.
1: Why are we here?
0: Yeah, good question.
1: Well, who are we? Well, we're an energy force. Where did the energy force come from? You came from the Supreme Being. Oh, thought, you have a thought. Now, what are you gonna do with the thought? You have an entire wave of thought, an ocean of thought. Once we're traveling in space that we were creating with our thoughts, it's called the black holes. We came across this universe, which was already created. It was a matrix, The universe is a matrix. What happens is you create energy and energy creates gravity and gravity creates the ability to heat the energy that's loose in that space and how big the energy becomes, it creates the sun. And the sun creating that energy is what gives your thought the ability to become a cell. You're a virus, a th- virus is a thought substance. It's looking for something to attach to. You need the energies of beings that become cells. If you're a protein, you're the outer level of a, of a substance being created. You know, And if you're electron, you're the energy level that makes sure the outer level goes clockwise. And the energy level goes counterclockwise just like the watch on your hand and that hand works off in energy the minute hand and the second hand follows the minute hand like a moon it will go right now when you go right and you're facing north you know you will go the way the sun the earth goes around the sun as does the other eight planets now when you're the energy from the sun to make sure that you keep going around the sun right that energy your hour hand on your watch will go left so what you do is you need both energies the stronger energy is the energy from the sun and the weaker energy is the is the followers that goes right and the moon follows that energy the second hand and that's what we are so all of a sudden we got caught into this gravitational space because we had a want or a need. We needed something to be documented, living in physical life. Wants and needs are dreams. And dreams, we're in a dream space. And when I used to work with the Native American Indians, I made a lot of albums with the Native American Indians. And going back to Leonard Cohn, when he realized what I was doing, in addition to a lot of other things I was doing, he was fascinated that I was sitting there making music out of eight from eight different tribes that were basically living down in our Arizona, Utah, Nevada, Oklahoma, and coming up for, through uh, North and South Dakota and Montana. And um, I told him what I was doing, but these people taught me about how we got caught here. It was called the Dream Catcher. An energy force called the Matrix caught their dreams and here we are, we fall in here. But as we're coming in, like the rain coming down, it's a cloud, the whole cloud is the rain. But as you get released from the cloud, like we get released from the consciousness cloud, we come down as individual forms of the collective consciousness. And as individual form, not part of a unity, we're now given the ability to see and do what we want. And we grab what our mothers and fathers made what they made in an act of love, you know, where they used their two instruments and they created the fire to alchemize an egg inside the womb of fellow man by the energy from man without a womb. It's an act of love. We, we were created in love, but they don't teach you that. You're taught you were created in sin. Well, what sin? You wanted to leave and have a dream, you wanted to leave the consciousness of everything that comes from the Supreme Being. That's basically an energy source. But our minds are so limited, everything needs to look like us. So we create a sky god that looks like us. But then to make sure we understand that sky god is older than us, we give sky god a white beard. But if it really was a sky god, why does sky god have a beard? And then we're told that we have to put something on our head. Why? So you can't get all the thoughts when you go to temple. Or I did a lot of kundalini. Well, it's an energy source. You pull in the energy. I didn't become their elder that they wanted me to do because I did. I'm i a force. I, I am what I am. And I, I want to share. I don't want to be owned. And I don't want to be controlled. But I wouldn't wear anything on my head. I want all that energy. Give me the energy. If, if All I want to do is get the energy so I'm not dense. So what happens is you become special, unique, and extraordinary version of the collective consciousness. You're all love, I'm love. We came here to learn and explore and discover love. So I gave you an extended play version of my theme of why we are here. We're here to discover love, but what happens? Uh Uh-uh, you'll get it next time. You just sit here and serve us. You sit here and pay tax. What are you paying tax for? Well, all the money the government spent on your behalf. Where'd you get the money from? Well, we print the currency. And what do you do with the currency? Well, we lend it to our, well, uh, give me a second. I'll give you an answer. Well, we lend it to our national bank. Not in my country. You lend it to the Federal Reserve, a third party banking system. You give it to them and they lend it back to us. I believe my country is dumber than dirt because they, they don't understand what China knows so well. China creates the currency and doesn't put interest to it. In my country, when they create the budget, which means, okay, United States Commerce, let's start making money. Let's go make money, make money, print it. It doesn't exist. But what it does is it allows us to coordinate through a community effort a system that we all adhere to so we don't just sit there in chaos. And by the way, I'm just visualizing when I went to Mumbai and I was doing my album with the Dalai Lama. I couldn't believe what I saw in Mumbai. Cause I'm, I, I was, I was a real runner and I wanted to run. And those streets were packed. I just, and there were no red lights. And I'm looking at this like, you gotta be kidding me. And we have red lights and we get car accidents. In Mumbai, they have no red lights. And the cows walk the streets because the cows were the gift mm-hmm. from the beyond. You know, you sit and you believe in Darwinism all you want. Good luck.
0: (laughs) Oh, are you frozen? Could you imagine... Oh, hold on, Steve. You're frozen.
1: They, they don't even know how to move their hands and attack. Unless you stab them in the back and you're Spanish and you create the internet. Are you back?
0: Yep, we're back now.
1: You know, I was offending some energy up in space. They shut off my electricity. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's the evil martyr. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, And that's what wants and needs are. My want may be bad for you. My need may be bad for you. But what makes it evil? Isn't there equality in wants and needs? Don't we need a society based so we can make this heaven what we came to play in? We came to play in heaven. We came here to play in I came in to be able to talk to you and through zoom glaze into your eyes to see if you're following me or if you're not following me because your eyes, your eyes are the common of thought. Your eyes are the ticket. That's your way through the whole system of this matrix called Earth. And by the way, if one of these planets fell out of rotation, this whole system would change. It's it's a toy. We're, We're living in a toy. It's that simple. And we take it oh so serious. You know, and we hate each other because in my country, I'm a Democrat, you're a Republican or I'm a Republican or I'm none of the above. Well, you can't be none of the above. Why can't I be none of the above? Well, then that means you're not part of the system. Well, that's an outlaw, is it not? Outside the law. Whose law? The law that you made up so your system could exist. The law that you made up telling planet Earth as if it's a consciousness. You will rotate. And you will take 360 earth days plus five extra. You will rotate. It's 24 hours, but it's not because we have to add a new day once every four years. So maybe, you know, it's like you keep going. What are they telling you? And why do you believe it? Instead of that, I'd rather everyone smile like you're smiling and get out there and go have fun and do it with the limitations where you protect your car. You know, when you, When you go buy a car, the first thing you get is in your glove box, and none of us read it, by the way, but inside the glove box is the instructions how to use the car. So why don't, when we go to kindergarten or whatever, you, you know, it's K through 12, why don't we get instructions how to use our body? Why don't we get instructions on what to eat? Why don't we get instructions? Don't smoke, you morons. Why would you put burnt paper in your lungs? What are you doing? You know, don't put nicotine in there. That's the most addictive drug out of every drug. And because most people agree with me and they really won't smoke, those that will smoke are the hardest to get out of smoking. My father's dead because of that. The whole thing fascinates me. But there's your answer to question three.
0: (laughs) Very good. So, Kundalini yoga, as you said, that you were doing some of that. Uh, you mentioned before that they asked you to take over when Yogi Bhajan left. They needed an They needed a, a male figure. Right. A fighter. Yeah.
1: If you know, I was invited in to be trained to become one of the elders of the Three H organism. I love Kundalini, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's I was in the temple of Atabai. A B Y D O S in um, Egypt, that's at least 50,000 Earth years old. And in my other books, I describe the creation of everything. And I i spent my whole life doing this as opposed to owning possessions because I didn't want to own Linacone. I didn't want to own ELO. I didn't want to own Genesis. Phil Spector, n- no thank you, he amused me. You know, my dad was his lawyer until dad died, and I was his lawyer slash business management, because I didn't want to be known as a lawyer, what law? You know, whose law? You know, in America, I'm taught the Magna Carta is the greatest document ever written. Then one day I was in Windsor Park and I saw the Magna Carta. I figured, oh, I'll go read this. None of us ever read the original document, Magna Carta, the big map, Right. Magna Carta, a Latin word, not English, Latin. Okay, so I read the thing and I'm like, oh, this was the 12 lords that got King John to agree that, one, we will create a new legal system that's stronger than just the king. It will include all us lords of land. It has nothing to do with the serfs or the servants on the land but you're not allowed to know that. This was a document signed by the Lords telling King John that it's a Confederate that will accept this given birthright where he's supposed to. And as I started answering these questions, I got heavily involved in what came before. And I'm re-releasing one of my books called The Colonization of Earth and the Making of Mankind. I'm calling it unraveling the Bible. Instead of Homer or the Iliad, I'm giving you the book of Enki. Those beings that came to earth and created us to serve them. And to the be their slaves to get the golds out of the wall. I, I can't stop learning. I wanna know what's going on. I wanna know how these systems are built. I wanna know everything I could possibly know while in body form, not to own and control you, but to share it with you. So going back to the Magna Carta, I learned that the successors in interest believe they're the Vatican. They believe that they were chosen by the Nephilim God, even though the word Nephilim in our Bible is plural, meaning God.
0: Oh, you're frozen again, Steve. Hi. Hi.
1: Okay, so they believe they're the supreme being. So they tell you what you can and can't do. So saying this to you, On the right-hand corner of the Magna Carta is the Archbishop Canterbury, which was the regional head of the Vatican in England. And guess who signed it? That said, I will honor these rules, which allowed the priests and the Lords to have different set of rules than the common man. It created a caste system in England. And there they are, there they are for all of us to see, the Vatican said, yes, you could do this. I threw up <laughs> and then they created the common law, which was the law for all the serfs and servants. I love history. I mean, you come into it and it's like, look what we did to each other, you know? And I hear a song in my head going, where is the love? Which was a big song.
0: Right. And I was in college. So <laughs> when we leave the the physical body, where do we go?
1: You go back to the energy source. Now, the energy source is a layer. Okay. Because if you still have a want or need, you've got what's called karma. Karma is a want or need. Now, I've studied with all religions. And if you know one I missed, tell me, I'll go find it. But anyway, because I have, I've studied with so many of them, you know, and all their different derivatives or whatever. But the, okay, so karma is a want or a need. So bingo. You're out of a body. So my book tells you what all these religions do to you. But you being the body, not you, the energy, you're out. Okay, now what's happening is you have a want or need, you're gonna to want to see what the people who lo- allegedly loved you are doing. So you're at your funeral in all probabilities. Okay, I'm there. You're in the you're at that funeral, even if they're cremating you. You're there. And so now you're looking and you see Uncle Bill saying, What did that? bastard leave me you're seeing your kids running around going i hated you dad but now i'm going to pee on your grave as i spend the money you wouldn't give me or they or they sit there going how am i going to live without you you know with the houston song so now what what goes on so you're watching this the best thing i could advise any of us is you're looking at people they still have active wants or needs love them for what they are, let go, get rid of the wants and needs, let go of your karma, you don't need to come here 20,000 times. you know, like the minute hand on a watch, not the absolute, you're looking, I'm like, okay, where am I? Well, you're now in what the Catholic Church calls purgatory, and in my book, I call astral world, as in that chapter, I teach you about reincarnation as taught to me by the Eastern world religion. And what I do is I splice it where I can with the judo-Christian traditions and their matrix that they have you worshiping one God, believing it's in the Philum refers to gods, it's plural. And it's everything I write about is in the Bible. And the Bible came the first Samaritan text which were written about 6000 years ago which is the birth of earth no it's not it's the birth of mankind's earth civilization under the rules and order of the Nephilim who are our creators. And my goal in life is before I leave is just to share this with everyone. I've given up controls. I understand you may not understand a word I'm saying, but I know it's going to resonate in you and you're going to go back there. And if I can help you lose your wants and needs. If I can help you for one second, it's in the Book of Dead by the Egyptians where they sit and when you die, they put you, they, they put you on a line to see if your light is a feather so you can go in the air. Another way to look at it is okay, here come the caterpillars. Now they're climbing the Ontario Ontario trees and now they're making their little cocoons. And are they going to be born as a moth, meaning they're ready to reincarnate? Or are they going to come out as a butterfly and fly and ascend into the higher realms of our universe and ascend, which is Acts 16. I teach you about ascension. And then in Acts 17 in that book, I tell you why you're not going to ascend. Because when you leave your body, you're going to see the other energies that you know. And they exist. They exist outside our bubble. And the easiest way to explain it to you is they see us in official hole. And they don't see us as linear lines, they see us as lines that they can recompose in their thoughts and make different forms of. But in Earth, you can't, you have a DNA. They can can morph into anything they want, they can have any dream they want, they could run all over the space of this matrix and look at the mountains of of Uranus, the seas of Neptune, they could sit and swim in the gas of Jupiter and become a harder shape, you know, or they could swim in the gas forever and ever more of Saturn, or they could transport themselves to Mars, where the red clays are really iron, we need iron, or we don't have a body, you know, and if you read these books, it's everything there is what I'm telling you, and you come to Earth, boom, you're dense, and if you ascend, maybe you go to the Venus energy, because Venus is more of a gas, or maybe you go to Mercury, which is a, planet of gas on your return to the sun, which is your energy towards this matrix. And then in Acts 16, I teach you what Thor, the Egyptian energy that they call it, which it's not. Thor was the Atlantean energy that our creators and I'm giving way too much knowledge to follow. So just start where you want, first, second, third base or whatever. And by the way, I do love baseball. That's why I use it as comparisons. You could be on any base you want. You could leave from nowhere, going any place, right? But you just start following what I'm telling you. You've got to get out of this energy field. It's what keeps you here. The sun gets you in there, and it spits you back into the universe. So now you're twirling like a cyclone, and maybe you're going to go through Pluto. You know, what is Pluto? Pluto's supposed to be gas. You know, there was another planet, and it's called Nibiru. And that planet was somehow written out of our books of knowledge and it's called fantasy. Well, we're living fantasy, you know? So now what are you going to do living in fantasy? Make it your heaven, make it your dream come true. If you find energy that repels you, don't fight it. Let it go. Move on. Moving on. It's very hard. It's really hard to let go. Accept their energy, respect their energy, but keep it out of your field.
0: Mm-hmm. It's so very true. If people wanted to find you online, where would you send them?
1: I would send them to the school of That's one place. But if you want to have fun, just Google me and see what mess I'm in the middle of now. <laughs> because somehow I, I get into a lot of things, but I'm just happy to share whatever it is. I mean, it could reach me for, from you. You could pass on whatever message. you got a beautiful smile. You have good energy. I'm honored to be sitting here and talking to you. W- what time zone are you on, Eastern or Central? Eastern. Cool. You ever ask yourself, why does the world honor the 24 hours of our time zones? We all get along, right? Yeah. Why can't we get along with these time zones, right? It's true. Yeah. So I go to India, right? And I'm living with a Muslim. And I go, she's an oil, gas, and software leasing. So we, we land in India, and I'm meeting with the people, and I'm doing my Dalai Lama album, and we're going to a wedding. The wedding was a combination of two energy. It was the film industry and their movies, you know, the the Bollywood. And it was the energy of um, starting Mumbai, and then we go to um New Delhi. And all the government was say, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. So anyway, I'm there. And I land in and that day. I still wore a watch. So I'm looking at my watch. I land, I fly in from England. And now, OK, I'm in Mumbai or Bombay, whatever you want to call it, whatever the system wants to call it. And I notice that my watch is 30 minutes off. Now, I believe the sentence as an absolute what I told you, and I just, you know, everyone had the same minute hand. Well, they didn't have the same minute hand in in Mumbai. I'm like, there's something not right here. So now I'm with my girlfriend and she goes, please, Stephen, don't start in. And I start asking the immigrations, why am I 30 minutes off? My clock is still moving, We has the energy, and it should be 30 minutes later, and it's 30 minutes. So I go on the internet and I ask the internet why India is 30 minutes later than the other two time zones, one being East Pakistan, one being Pakistan. I then learned that when India became a free country from the British lords under the Magna Carta, when it became a free country from the English lords, England wanted India and East Pakistan and West Pakistan, East Pakistan is now Bangladesh. They wanted them all to have their own birthday. I'm like, and I'm reading this, like I believe what I'm about to hear. So by making India's time zone designated slot hour, they made it 30 minutes later than today's Bangladesh. And they made it 30 it's earlier than today's Pakistan. Pakistan, by the way, means land of the pure. So uh, I'm like, I, all three territories were born the same day. They had their own birthday when the clock broke 12 in their local region. That's outrageous. I mean, I'm reading this like, are you kidding me? Then I went to the, I went to, um. where did I go? I went to the Taj Mahal. Probably the greatest building ever built if you are into geometry. The only thing out of life is the king they had to kill because the king they had to kill spent all the region's money building the Taj Mahal for not his Hindu or Buddhist wife, but for his Christian wife. And everything was in white except for where they threw the king when he died. He's in black. And the tomb they put him in is not a right angle. It's not on a right angle. And 23,000 humans were killed as they built the Taj Mahal. And I sat there because I figured I was in this outrage because what I know now is a culmination of everything I've ever learned. And it takes me a while to digest it, balance it, and let go. And just understand why the energies were created and what game they were playing on you. So now I'm sitting there and I decide to do my Kundalini Kriya, which is exercise. And it was called the Satnam Kriya. Where you put your hands up, you point to the sky, and you pull in your breath. Basically you're pumping like as if you're pumping the tire called the body. I had the police chase me out of the Taj Mahal. My girlfriend went insane. It's like she told him. When we told all the people who were at the wedding, which was the Indian devil the Musical God, you know, they, they look at me and they go, You sat in the middle of the Taj Mahal Palace and started doing a, a career called Satnam. I go, Yeah. They go, Are You out of your mind? I said, I wanted to get out of my mind. I was in my mind. I wanted to get out of it. (laughs) They chased me out of there. And then I went to the Red Fort and I went into the prison that they created for the king that built the Taj Mahal, whose son, when he overthrew the king, and he had a window where he was locked up. And the only view he got was to look at the Taj Mahal he built that spent all the people's saved up currency Fantastic story.
0: It is. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today, Steve. We really appreciate it. And I'll put your links into the show notes so that people can contact you or connect with you or, like you said, see what you're up to, provided that you're still in this place versus we got to get out of this place.
1: (laughs) You know, my dad used to be the lawyer for the animals. And when I first heard that song, I, I, I knew I would use that song. And what they did with that song when I was growing up is they used that song for the anti-war, anti-Vietnam War marches and everything. Boom, 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 boom. What a great song, right? Yes. And I, I used all these musicians that I've ever worked with or sat with or dealt with. The next song that came out was called "It's My Life," which is to you and your listeners. It's it's your life. Do what yeah. you want, but just If you can do one thing, if I could leave you all with this thought, just respect other people's versions and let go. Do not try to own or control anyone. And I'm a 69-year-old man telling this to you. It's one of the hardest lessons I know. It's one of the hardest lessons to do. Just smile because that smile says so much. It gets rid of all your wrinkles and you become a young energy again not an energy frowning it's a beautiful thing (laughs) and you take care of yourself i'm looking at you and i'm hearing neil young sing ontario there is a place in ontario right
0: (laughs) all right well i'm just going to stop this recording here but thank you so much for taking the time with us today thank you for listening We're grateful to our guests for sharing their experiences and knowledge of the grieving journey. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave a rating and a review. You can follow us on social media through the links offered in the show notes. If you know somebody who could benefit from this podcast, please be sure to share it with them. A special shout out to Kevin McLeod and Computech for the background music entitled Happy Dreams. If you yourself have a story that you'd like to share, Please email me at reikiandyoga at yahoo.com. I look forward to speaking with you. Until next time.